Oh Lord, we make room for you. This morning we make room for you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus, that you came. Lord, because of your great love. This morning as we learn of your word, let it be like pure seed planted, Lord, in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Good morning. You know, um, my, my theme this morning, the title of the sermon is First Things First. Before, um, when I first introduced you the title a long time ago, when I heard that it was from Stephen Covey, the seven effective, right? Um, uh, men in the world, you know, they apply this principle, first things first. And, and uh, but I want to draw us into the scripture. Why, what is first things first in the scripture? And uh, it based on Matthew 22. When you go home, you read the entire chapter. But 22, we know that the entire chapter, it talks about the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They were, had many questions. They asked Jesus question, and Jesus answered them all. In verse 22, it says that not only did He answer them, they were amazed. They walked away amazed at His answer. And then in verse 33, it says again, they were astounded. Beyond answering the question, they were astounded. Now, lead to then the last one, uh, the next one was the, the, the expert of, of the law said, asked Jesus this question, what is the most important law of Moses? And Jesus answered, Jesus replied, you must, can I have the first slide please? First things first. From Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandments. The first and the greatest commandment. A second is equally, they ask a question. He said equally, it means as important as the first. Like two Answers wrapped into one. Because if we love God, we cannot not love our neighbours and ourselves, right? It, second is equally important. Love your neighbour as yourselves. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Very often we love God. We love people. But we don't really love ourselves as God has intended us to love ourselves. Therefore, there is a limit. There is a limit in how we can love. It is you need to love God when we need to love ourselves and out of it, we are able to love people like God loves them. Amen? So the two, based on the entire law and the demands of the prophets. You realize that here it talks about the scripture, the truth, and the spirit. 
draw from it. You know, I'm so thankful. Thank you, Brian and Tracy, for this perfect decor. And I said, wow, how amazing. Thank you so much for putting this together. You know what? For God so loved the world. Amen. Let's, can I have the slide? Is it able to put it up? First things first. You must love. You must. It's almost a command. Am I right? That's not an option. That love is the perfect love of Jesus. I put in red. The Lord your God with all, in not some, not most, not sometimes, not most of the time, all of the time, all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and the greatest. The greatest, the Bible said that He loved no greater love than Jesus Himself who laid down His life for us. So He is the first. He initiated first. We can love Him because He first loved us. Right? It's from the Scripture. And no greater love than Jesus who laid down His life. And then a second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. You must, able, must. We have been commanded to love us because for God so loved the world that He came. He knows that we in our own mind and human strength will never be able to love God the way we should be loving Him. We, therefore, we will strive to love God. I do this. I do that. I, you know, I suppress this. I suppress that to, to love God. And for God so loved the world, He sent His Son. Can I have the second slide, please? It talks about the perfect gift. Jesus is the perfect gift. Jesus said, for a child, Brian stolen my verse, but it's good because it's important. You know what? 700 years, it was promised, we were promised this child, this son, and it was fulfilled. It's been a long time. If you have a promise, promised by God, don't be dismayed or despair. God Himself will bring to pass the promise He promised you. His word is yes and amen. Amen. For unto us a child is born. A child is born of the natural, was born of Mary. Right? Thank you, Jesus, for Joseph and Mary who was willing to carry that promise. Right? And, and they were like, wow. It was a privilege and honor to carry the promise. Do you know that they went through hell and back? They had to, how many mothers here? Can I see a hand? You carry a baby towards the, the end. Oh my God, every movement, even when you sleep, it hurts. You have to carry when you turn your body, you have to turn it slowly. And Mary has to go on a donkey. On the road that not like ours, you know. Like M3, nicely paved. It was rocky on on. On this donkey, how can you picture how painful, how uncomfortable? But Joseph and Mary, they have to run because Herod's was after them. They have to make sure that they protect this gift. Today I'm wearing this at sudden dawn on me like a like a maternity dress. We are all 
carrying a promise that God has placed in us. There will be times that is uncomfortable, is challenging, but we, being good stewards, need to carry it till the very end. It's an honour and a privilege to be called, to be given the promise. Amen? Son, a child is born that is of the natural. Jesus has to be born to redeem us, right? He is perfect gift. The Son is given. The Son is a Son of God. It's given. Given means a gift that you and I cannot work for, the Bible says. The Father for God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, His beloved, that whosoever call upon Him will not perish but have everlasting life. So a son is given to us. A child is born to Mary who is obedient to carry it through. And a son is given to us for the government will rest on his shoulders. Rest on whose shoulders? Jesus. No matter we do our best, we do everything that we can and we speak out, have a voice. And But at the end of the day, the government is upon Jesus' shoulder because He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Whoever reigns in Victoria, Jesus is still the King. Amen. He, the government is on His shoulders and He will be called Wonderful Counselor. You can have someone wise with you. You can call, you can have a coach, you can have a counselor. But you know what? Jesus in us, He's the Wonderful Counselor. You can talk to Him. He will counsel you. The Lord, the Word of God later, I will read that. My sheep hear my voice. You can recognize His voice. Mighty God. He is mighty. He is powerful. He is all glorious. Everlasting Father. Our natural Father may come and go, but you know what? We have one Father. One Father, we all have one Father. We are brothers and sisters. He is everlasting Father. Prince of Peace. Peace surpasses all understanding. And this Christmas, perfect gift. Perfect gift. He is perfect. Amen? Say, to, say with me, perfect gift. Jesus, the perfect gift. Yeah. And the second one, slide please. Is perfect sacrifice. Just think how much more the blood of Christ will purify our consciences from sinful deeds so that we can worship the living God. You know what? The worship here is more than singing song, raising hand, bowing down. You know, we can be lovers of God. We can love God. Our worship comes from our love. The revelation of how He loves me so much. I can't help but love Him. Have you been given like a surprise gift before? And someone surprised you with a surprise gift. Like, oh, I just want to go and love the person. I, okay, maybe some of you need some surprises. Uh, <laughs> you know? 
Okay, you know that we can worship the living God for by the power of the eternal Spirit. The Holy Spirit that is eternal, that lives in us. Amen. Christ offered Himself to God. He offered. He was willing. He wasn't forced. He wasn't coerced by the Father and the Spirit and guilt Him into doing. If you don't do it, mankind will die for eternity. You better go because, you know, no. He offered. That's why born servant. We've been set free. We serve, we love because we have encountered the love that God has for us. Therefore, we offered ourselves as living sacrifice. We offer our services. Jesus offered Himself to God as a perfect sacrifice for our sins. Say perfect sacrifice. The first one I talk about, the perfect gift. Jesus came as a perfect gift. The second one is Jesus came as our perfect sacrifice. I would like to read some verses. Those, that one was an anchor verse. I'm going to read some verses. I, you know, as you dive into the Word of God, the living Spirit begins to illuminate and make the Word of God so real that you can fall in love again and again. And, and Hebrews 9, 13 to 15 says, Under the old system, the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of heifer could cleanse people's bodies from ceremonial impurity. Just think how much more the blood of Christ will purify our consciences from sinful deeds so that we can worship the living God for the power of the eternal Spirit. Christ offered Himself to God as a perfect sacrifice for our sins. That is why He is the one who mediates a new covenant between God and people. So that all who are called can receive the eternal inheritance God has promised them. For Christ died to set them free from the penalty, penalty of sins they had committed under the first covenant. Man, man was created, Adam and Eve was created just like God. Sin separated man, God, and this is the world. And Jesus, the perfect gift given by God, the perfect sacrifice came to mediate between the Old Testament and the New Testament. This is why the tabernacle, this is 9, Hebrews 9, 23 to 26. This is why the tabernacle and everything in it, which were copies of things in heaven, had to be purified by blood of animals. But the real things in heaven had entered into a holy place made with human hands, which was only a copy of the true one in heaven. He entered into heaven itself to appear now before God on our behalf. 
And he did not enter heaven to offer himself again and again. In the old, they have to sacrifice every year, right? Again and again. And like the high priest here on earth, who enters the most high place year after year with the blood of an animal, if that had been necessary, Christ would have had to die again and again ever since the world began. But now, once for all time, He has appeared at the end of the age to remove sin by His own death as a sacrifice. Sacrifice that we do not have to punish ourselves again and again. For that one offering, He forever made perfect. Forever made perfect. Those who are being made holy. You know what? Because our Father is such a good Father, when He asks us to be something, to do something, He always were resources. Which good Father, He talks about the earthly Father will give good gifts. How much more our Heavenly Father. He asks us to be holy for He is holy. Because we are created holy. Sin separated us. So He has to give His perfect gift, the perfect sacrifice, because He so loved the world to mediate in heaven for us. Amen? Jesus came as a perfect gift. Jesus came as a perfect sacrifice. And we are made holy in and through Jesus. Amen? And then, right, in John 19, 30, he said, it is finished. Right? At the end, at the cross. It is finished means it's completed. It's over, whatever you need, not again and again. Now, therefore, who are in Him, there is no condemnation. We've been made perfect by the perfect blood of Christ. It is finished. You know, a synonyms is, is like a, a, a word, um, two words meaning the same, am I right? For example, close the door, shut the door, they are the same. But harmonium, do you know that it is finished? Harmonium is like um, a word or a phrase that is spelled the same but, uh, or pronounced the same but have a different meaning. meaning. You know, when it's a, it is, for example, I see you, uh, the ocean sea, or the letter C. They are all C, but they mean differently. Okay, when it is finished in Aramaic, another meaning is my bride. It is finished. Bride. Who is he coming back for? For his bride. That's his made enough for an unblemished bride. Can we ever in our right mind or work can achieve? Therefore, we need to be in Christ. In him I live and have my being. That's why in John, you know, it talks about apart from Him, we can do nothing. We try to be, be, you know, we can be distracted, but the beautiful things is that it's a come, enter, 
There's invitation by the Spirit. The Holy Spirit convict us of sin. The sin of denying Jesus as the perfect gift. Jesus as the perfect sacrifice. Right? He convicted us. Like, oh, yes. Yeah, I need you, Jesus. Come into my life. And then when we are His righteousness, we've been made perfect. We live. We don't strive to be perfect. We outlive the perfection that He has provided. That's, that's why in heaven, they kept singing, holy, 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 holy. Because it's eternity. They begin to see, oh, wow. Wow, there is this revelation revealed. That's why the Holy Spirit is illuminate. He brings revelation to the Word, to the presence of God. He brings, he brings new, He makes new. Am I right? He is a Redeemer. Whatever you've been through, only God through Jesus can redeem and make new all things. Every day is a new day. Every moment I step into the perfection of God, He is the perfect sacrifice. Remember, we don't strive to be perfect. We thrive in Christ, in His perfection. Jesus came as a perfect. He came with the end in mind. So when we start something, always have the end in mind. Jesus came with the end in mind is that I'm here to do the will of my Father and to finish it. It's, it's easy to start something, but it's very difficult often to finish. We need His grace. My grace is sufficient. Grace is not just a strength. Grace is Jesus Christ. He is the truth and grace. The third slide is perfect life. The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came. I offered. I willingly give up my life. That they may have life and have it in abundance. In amplified versions, that to the full till it overflows. So the day you don't feel like it, you know what? I need your grace, Jesus. Your promise that you will overflow. The life and life abundantly. When you don't feel abundant, to stay and rest in Him. Rest. He calls you, be still. Let the awareness of my presence permeate your mind, your soul, your body, and every part of you. That's why love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Love that love is Jesus. Without Him, we is impossible. How many can love all of the time. None of us. All of the time. We need Jesus. We need the Holy Spirit. He said, I, in John 10, 9, 11, I am the door 
anyone who enters through me will be saved and will live forever and will go in and out freely and find pastures, spiritual security. The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his own life for the sheep. Furthermore, this is John 4, 14 to 19. Furthermore, we have seen with our own eyes and now testify that the Father sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. All who declare that Jesus is the Son of God have God living in them. Say, God living in me. Can you repeat after me? God living in me. And they live in God. Say, I live in God. So God lives in me. And I live in God. We know how much God loves us. And we have put our trust in His love. God is love. And all who live in love live in God. And God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. We already made perfect. More perfect. So we will not be afraid on the judgment day. But we can face Him with con confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. Such love has no fear because perfect love, perfect love of Jesus, right? Expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. We love each other because He loved us first. Now, you know what? When I had my first two boys, Sean and Leon, before they arrived, I read all the books. What to expect when you're expecting? Anyone? Read the book? Yes, every moment, every, you know, the excitement. I read every book needed, a thick book on uh, breastfeeding. And, uh, you know, wanted to do the right thing, wanted to give him the best. And, and we sterilize every toy, clean it after they play, you know. Or it's like, you know, did, at that point, I did absolutely the best, 100%, if there's 110, I, I would say 110, right? The best that I could as a parent. But looking back, there were so many things I have done wrong. I wish I didn't do that, right? You know, so when you know for the two younger ones, I did better. I did a lot better. But do I look back, I truly did my best. You know, when you know what is best, you do your best. Am I right? You know, as we grow, you realize that, hey, that wasn't the best. <laughs> it, it get better. So we live in Christ as Christians, as sons and daughters, you know, 
no guilt, no condemnation. We do our best at the time we know what is best. Am I right? And when we know better, we do better. Because more and more. Right? We already live in perfection in Christ. So we become more and more and not waiting to, you know what? When, when you go, when we were in Bible college, when we can, once a fortnight when we, we get paid, we, we go uh, to a Chinese restaurant or we go and have something to eat. I remember always would check my bank balance in my wallet, what I can afford to, to spend. You know, imagine, and, and we've been invited by a very wealthy person to a beautiful restaurant and we were told, order anything you want. You know, when you go there, you will not be looking at your wallet because you know that anything and everything you order, you know, but we were very, very sensible. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but there was no fear, no fear of not being able to pay, right? You enter and you enjoy fully, not looking at, oh, this will break my bank, you know. Um, so you enter it. So when we are in Christ, there's no fear. No fear of lack. That is what Jesus has redeemed us. You know what? The greatest fear of mankind is not being enough. That's why you have perfection, performance. When God gives us the gifts, is to shine, to glow, that all may be drawn to Him. When we do not understand the perfection, we use the very gift that God gives us to try to compensate, try to cover, try to hide, try to, you know, overdo. But on the same thing, the very gift, when we know how perfectly made and loved we are, we begin to show up. Have you heard the word, you know, perfect in its imperfection? Just yesterday, Olivia and I, when we bought a gift, I bought a gift um, for myself for Christmas. Uh, you know, and then there was two sets of earrings. And, and, and both of us concurred. There's one that is nice and smooth. It's just, you know, we prefer the other one that is imperfection. It's almost a perfect in its imperfection. There's beauty. So when Jesus looked down on us, He looks at, G you know, He loves us. God loves us because of what Jesus has done. And there is more. There is more. I know there's more. He's calling out the goods, the gold in us. Spirit of encouragement. That's why the prophetic gift is very important. The prophetic is to build up, to comfort, to strengthen. You know, to call out the gold Christ has paid for in us. Now, you know what? We talked about a lot um, about John 4. I would love to read John 4. Four. 
John 4 speaks about the Father, right? We, we mentioned that many times. I think it's really important that we immerse ourselves and dive it into it more and more. He said, but the time is coming. Indeed, it is here now. When true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. It's the true worshippers, also the true lovers. True lovers of God. You, we can never really worship if we don't encounter the revelation how much. We, we might have that revelation just like we get more and more of that revelation. Right? Father is seeking. The Father is looking for those who will worship Him that way. For God is spirit, so those who worship Him must. It's not an option, it's a command. Must worship in spirit and in truth. You know what? In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, was God and the Word was with God. That was Jesus from the very beginning. And God sent His Son perfect gift, perfect sacrifice, so that the world can be redeemed, can be reconciled back to this perfection, this holiness that He sees us as holy. He calls us into the holiness. There's nothing lacking. Amen? So we know that we can't attain that. Hebrews tell us to come. Is that today is the day. The invitation is still sent out. Learn to rest. The government rests on his shoulder. We need to rest on the finished work of Jesus Christ. He is calling his bride. His bride to rest, His church to rest on this gift, the perfect gift, the perfect sacrifice, and the perfect life. Perfect life. Don't wait. We are already in perfection in Christ. Amen? Life and life abundantly to overflowing. Can I have the last slide, please? Can you read this with me? I am blessed with the perfect gift, perfect sacrifice, perfect life in Jesus. I, I'm not so convinced. All right. Okay. You know what? Maybe I don't need convinced. I am fully convinced. Maybe you need to be convinced. All right. And you know what? The Bible also said we stir up our holy faith. We are in the day that we as in church to equip you to live your Christian walk. And you become a ripple effect and stir and others will begin to read you. They may not read the word. They may not know Jesus, but they know you. You know, you show up with whatever you have and allow the Holy Spirit to bring it to overflowing. Am I right? He is a power. He multiplies. He is the anointing. He breaks every yoke. He is the refreshing wind. He is the oil. He multiplies dunamis. What you can't do, He can. He just show up. Amen? We, in this season, we need to stir up our holy faith. 
Okay, let us just read one more time loud and clear. I am blessed with the perfect gift, perfect sacrifice, perfect life in Jesus. In Jesus. Then we all just stand. Can we all stand? Can we all stand and invite? And, um, and as, as the, uh, Larry's playing, make room. Make room. Make room for Jesus this season. He had to be born in a manger because the people in the world did not recognize him. While the world did not recognize Jesus, the wise men come from a Far wise, we've been made wise, wisdom from above. Came in search, they follow the star. The Holy Spirit is leading. We have wisdom from above. Come prepared. The moment they found Jesus, they bow at his feet and they worship him. We found you. They came with an entourage. They came with gold, myrrh, and frankincense. This Christmas, ask Holy Spirit, how can I love you more? How can I worship you? He's making you become more and more sensitive. As you draw near to Him, He draws near to you. And His voice becomes clearer and clearer and clearer. Jesus, the perfect gift, perfect sacrifice, and perfect life. Make room for Him.